0: My name is Lucas, and you are listening to the AT Tips Cast. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Welcome to the AT Tips Cast, exploring and investigating the implementation of assistive technology in public schools. I'm your host, Chris Bougay. This is episode 109, recorded on February 13th, 2013. Recently, I was fortunate enough to attend a workshop at George Mason University by John Halloran, who is the Senior Clinical Associate for the Center of AAC in Autism. The focus of the workshop was on an augmentative alternative communication approach known as Language Acquisition Through Motor Planning, or LAMP. The workshop was excellent in that it was both fun and engaging. I found that my thinking, training, and practice surrounding AAC lined up pretty much with what he was saying. And yet, I learned a few new things as well, all of which I'm about to share with you as AT Tips 312 through 318. Aladdin had his lamp. He rubbed it a few times and out popped the genie who made magic happen. A student who uses a communication device is actually quite similar. He or she pushes buttons on a device and words come out, which is also like producing magic, the magic of communication. The difference between Aladdin and a user of AAC, however, is that Aladdin could rub that dirty old lamp any which way he wanted to. He could shine it on his vest, rub it on his palm, or wipe it up and down on his turban, and that genie would still come out. A user of AAC, however, can't just bang away at the device in any old way and have words come out in the right order. The user of AAC needs repetitive practice to generate complex expressive language. That's something I've always known and, of course, probably doesn't come as much a surprise to anyone. During the LAMP workshop, there were actually quite a few things that were reinforcing about my own practice. First and foremost, it was stressed that, when it comes to language acquisition, the most powerful, motivating moments come from having fun. When helping a student learn how to communicate with an AAC device, one should remember that it isn't drill and kill that works best, but rather having fun, meaningful moments. When I was in college, one of my professors once said that the speech-language pathologist should be the craziest, most fun, goofiest person in the school. That's how you draw out the most language from people. I found that to be true in my own practice as well. I try to remember that every time I work with a student. No matter how engaging the app or flashcards are, they're no match for the power of good old-fashioned slapstick comedy. That's why I'm calling Be Goofy to Coast Communication as AT Tip 312. The heart of the lamp approach, as the name suggests, is in the motor planning. I always knew motor planning was important when it came to symbol placement, but I guess I didn't realize just how important. Motor planning can be roughly defined as the muscle memories created by doing a repetitive action. A classic example used to illustrate muscle memory and motor planning is turning on a car or riding a bike. When one goes to turn on a car or jump on a bike, their muscles remember how to do this action without requiring any kind of conscious thought. Because of motor planning, it's important to put the symbols for a word in a consistent spot on a device. For example, once you decide where you put the word stop, it needs to stay in that location. If you move stop, then the user of AAC needs to start all over again to learn where it is. What I learned during the lamp training is that this concept is of paramount importance. I used to think seeing the icon and memorizing where it was located was paramount. According to John Halloran, however, it's not seeing and memorizing it, but building the motor memory. To draw a parallel, if you think of the grid on a device as the game Battleship, you might place the word stop at cell A3. In LAMP, it isn't the act of seeing and remembering consciously that A3 equals the word stop, but the movement of the finger going to A3. In this way, Each unique motor movement equals a word, so it's not so much where stop is located on the device, but that the movement to get to stop needs to be consistent. The power is not in pushing the buttons, but the motion in between the activations that count as a word. It's this consistent motion that is of most importance. The word stop is equal to one unique motor movement. In fact, every word has its own unique motor movement. Learning these patterns by repeating them and never ever changing them allows the user of AAC to build muscle memory patterns, and that's why I'm calling Keep Symbols Where They Are as AT Tip 313. In time, the user of an AAC device becomes proficient with their device in the same way as a musician who has learned to play the piano or the guitar. Musicians just play a song using motor memory, not consciously thinking about every movement. And that's very similar to how it works for a person learning to use an AAC device. Of course, the vocabulary system used in the LAMP method centers around core vocabulary. You've heard me mention core vocabulary before, so I won't spend time now explaining that concept. LAMP works with any language system, but John Halloran and his wife have put together a core vocabulary board for people, taking away the guesswork about where words should be placed. When initially implementing a communication device, always start with the maximum number of cells as possible. This, of course, means you want to have the cells be as small as possible to fit as many as you can on the screen or on the board. A student's ability to target cells will impact this decision. If a student has trouble targeting small cells, then larger cells might be required, which ultimately means less vocabulary on the main screen. The use of a keyguard might help students target cells too. In fact, let me throw in use of a keyguard to help a student with direct selection as ATTIP 314. If a student doesn't absolutely need a keyguard to help target cells, then don't use one. And I'm going to call start with the most cells as possible when implementing an AAC device as ATTIP 315. For years, when I've been making grids for students, I always put semantically similar words together on the screen. On went next to off, up went next to down, stop went next to go. The thought of putting these words together was based on making them easier to find for the beginning user. But hello, what about the long-term consequences? I can't believe I never thought of it before, but Halloran explained that it's better to move semantically similar words farther apart on the grid, not keeping them together. It makes total sense to do this, and here's why. First, accidental hits won't be misinterpreted by the listener because the mishits will be out of context. For example, let's say we place hungry and thirsty close together on a board because they are semantically similar. A user of AAC who is thirsty goes to press thirsty, but presses hungry instead. There's no indicator to the listener that the person had a mishit. The listener would have no reason to think the AAC user wasn't hungry. But if hungry and thirsty were far apart, then when the user accidentally hits I am book instead of I am thirsty, because book is next to thirsty, the listener would be like, I am book? What? You aren't making any sense. What are you talking about? And then a repair communication interaction can take place from there. Secondly, since the importance is being placed on the motor pattern and not seeing where the symbol is located, that user doesn't need the semantic reference to help them remember where the word is located for the long term. The remembering comes from the motor pattern. Therefore, as long as the motor pattern is consistent and unique to each word, where the symbol is located in relation to other semantically similar symbols is irrelevant, so long as they are some distance apart. For these reasons, place semantically similar words apart on an AAC device is ATTIP 316. Finally, the other big important trick I learned from the LAMP workshop was that some users of AAC will pass off a phonetically similar word as another word to convey a message in context. For example, when meeting a person named Heather for the first time, a user of AAC might say, Nice to meet you, Feather! The words Heather and Feather are phonetically close enough that in context, the listener will hear Heather, not Feather. This revelation was a significant game changer for me, especially when you begin to think about word combinations. Using words that are phonetically similar can become extremely important to help decrease the amount of fringe vocabulary a user needs to access. Now, what I'm about to describe won't work for everyone, but it will work for some, and it's always better to assume competence. So listen to this example. I want that think. That think is fun. I think it is fun. So here's my question. Do you need both thing and think on a board? Or in context, could these be used interchangeably? Here's another question. Could chicken become chick and hen? These two examples also have similar meanings. Anything you can think of is a thing, and any thing is a think. Uh, A chicken and a hen are semantically similar to a chicken. But even for words that aren't semantically similar, it still works. Do you need the planet Uranus on a communication board? Or could a user state you, ran, and us to make the word Uranus? Does a user need the planet Saturn on a communication board? Or would it be better to use sat and turn? I'm calling using or combining phonetically similar words in lieu of additional fringe symbols as ATTip 317. I wonder how many other phonetically similar words could be combined when it comes to fringe vocabulary finally there is one other little training tidbit i thought of during the workshop when training individuals on the use of implementation of aac show teams end user videos especially when you think the user will be using the aac device for the long term what do i mean by an end user video an end user video is a video of someone who's an adult user of an aac device and how they use it proficiently end user videos are examples that serve the purpose of this is where we are headed and give everyone a long-term vision or direction. As implementation continues and on bad, tiring, or frustrating days, whip out these videos to remind people of what's at stake and why they are working so diligently. Let's call Show Teams End User Videos Tip 318. If you want to see an example of an end user video, you can go to the blog attipscast.com. So those were some of my big takeaways from the LAMP training. I hope they give you some things to think about when it comes to considering AAC for users, because the results can be magical. I can show you the world Shining, shimmering, splendid Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart I'd like to thank Lucas McCarty for the bumper that you heard at the beginning of this episode. Lucas was a special guest speaker at the workshop, paid by John Halloran to share his knowledge, experience, and voice. Lucas is featured in a movie called Only God Could Hear Me and is the subject of a book by T.R. Pearson called Year of Our Lord, Faith, Hope, and Harmony in the Mississippi Delta. I have links to both the book and the video on the blog attipscast.com. Also, I recently returned from the annual ATIA conference in Orlando. It was a great time catching up with old friends and meeting new people. One of the sessions I did was a 20-minute vendor session on AT eval to go To my surprise, the vendor area was packed with people sitting on the floor and crowding around the edge. I put some pictures of the event, which was a bit crazy to say the least, up on the blog attipscast.com. It was great to talk to actual users of the app who were excited to tell me how much time it was saving them and how it was just what they were looking for to help them conduct consultations and evaluations. That was just great to hear. And that about does it for this episode. Until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive, may all your strategies be supportive, and may all your experiences with language acquisition be motorically planned. when like me